everyone. I'm Amanda. Welcome to Village Church Q&A. I'm here with Pastor Michael, and today we're going to be answering the question, what is an apostle? So that makes me think of disciple, that word apostle. Mm -hmm. But there are apostles today that you can see on TV. Um, Help rein us in and understand this term. Okay, so it's actually really fair. confusion between people who are like, what are the, who are the 12 apostles and the 12 disciples, et cetera. And so let's just kind of break it down from the very beginning and let's build a definition. Okay. So I, if you look at the Greek word for disciple, it's the word mathetes, which basically just means follower. So you had the 12 disciples, um, inside the 12, you had the three who were the closest to Jesus, but then all of the people who followed Jesus were also called disciples. So we kind of have to take the word disciple and put it aside and say a disciple is not an apostle. Okay. But a disciple can be an apostle. So an apostle, this comes from a word that means messenger. And, uh, in, in the biblical language, we'll say there's a little a apostle and a capital A apostle. So like a messenger can be used to talk about, Anybody who's bringing a message from point A to point B, it's basically somebody who says, oh, I have a, a letter for you. They're a messenger. But once you capitalize it, if you will, um, it becomes an official office. It becomes a very important position. So the original apostles uh, or disciples, sorry, um, 11 of them became the foundation for the apostles. Not all 12 didn't because you remember the guy who ended up making some Judas, pretty bad yeah. Yeah, decisions, <laughs> uh, Judas Iscariot. So he ended up killing himself. But... 11 of them became apostles. And then really the beginning of the book of Acts, which is the story of the launching of the early church, they're trying to replace Judas and find another apostle. So an apostle, uh, little a is just a messenger, but capital A, it is an office. And here is the purpose of the office. A capital A apostle is a man who is called by Jesus to lay the foundation of the early church. So you might be a disciple, doesn't mean you're going to be an apostle, but if you were an apostle, doggone it, you knew it and you had a job. Your job was to build the early church. Your job was to lay the teaching and doctrinal foundation of the early church. Your job was to write letters in the early church so that those could be documented and the early church could actually have solid teaching that represented Jesus. They were messengers or representatives of Jesus. As Jesus ascended into heaven, he left the apostles. And the apostles' job was to go all over the world and build the church. So um, after the resurrection, uh, different apostles went to all different areas of, of the world, brought the gospel, built the church, taught them doctrine, which is why uh, Christianity spread like wildfire globally in the first century, because the apostles scattered. They like you look at the great commission, right? Mm -hmm. That was given to 11 of the 12 and they literally went to the ends of the earth with the gospel. All of them were executed for their faith, Mm. uh, except for John. They tried to kill him, but couldn't. And as they went to different ends of the earth, they would teach, they share the gospel. And when they got killed, the gospel would explode even more. Mm. And so you would think Satan would learn if you kill God's messengers, it doesn't quench it the movement of God it. and multiplies it. It's <laughs> right. like awesome gospel math. Um, so very simply, capital A apostles are a group of men who are called and chosen by Jesus to lay the foundation of the early church. And um, uh, there was a lot of debate in the first century about who was an apostle. Uh, 
Um, there was not really a lot of debate about what an apostle was, what their job was, or their authority. Like you knew if an apostle came to your church in the first century, the buck stops with this guy. So understandably, false apostles began to rise up. So if you start reading through the book of First Corinthians, Second um, Corinthians, you'll find that there were multiple false apostles who claimed the authority of an apostle. Um, but we're teaching things that were not consistent with apostolic teaching or biblical teaching or good teaching or good doctrine. So there's actually a lot of back and forth in the Corinthian books, or Paul's letter to the Corinthians, about uh, who is a real apostle, um, can you trust these people? And of course, the false apostles are speaking negatively about the true apostles, mm. because the true apostles know who they are. They know exactly who they are. So I, I think uh, let's. I think maybe the best way to use our time is to talk about how do we know if somebody's a true apostle? What are the requirements? What's the job description, if you will, or the requirements to get that job? And then maybe deal with a couple so what that I think help us understand modern day apostles and what they are hmm. and are not. Okay. So how do I know I have a I have a real true apostle? We have three ingredients. Number one is a pure gospel. The false apostles would often come in and teach works-based salvation. And this was one of the immediate identifiers. If they were not preaching a pure, simple gospel, that salvation and forgiveness is for those who trust in Jesus, for the forgiveness of their sins, his life, death, and resurrection, um, if, if they added or took away anything to that, they were a false apostle. Okay, that'd be number one. Galatians 1, 8 says this, even if, this is Paul, even if we or an angel from heaven should preach to you a gospel contrary to the one we preach to you. He's speaking on behalf of the apostles. Let him be accursed. All right, number two. This is, I think, one of the most important ways to know you're dealing with a real apostle. Uh, apostles were given the ability to do signs, wonders, miracles, and healing. So in the book of 1 Corinthians chapter 12, the apostle Paul says, uh, do all do miracles? And the answer is no, well, not do all people. Right. No, right. the answer is no. Right. Or do all heal? No. And the reason he says that is because there are some spiritual gifts that are reserved for apostles. So that if an apostle comes to town, one of the ways that you can designate whether or not they're an actual apostle is their ability to do signs, wonders, miracles, healing. So 2 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 12, Paul is trying to justify to this church, no, I'm a real apostle. Those guys aren't. And here's what he says. I preserved in demonstrating among you the marks of a true apostle, including, not limited to, but including signs, wonders, and miracles. So when you hear people say, like, the gift of wonders and miracles isn't around today, the reason they say that is because they believe that those were gifts given to help the early church identify a true apostle. So one of the great privileges the Apostle Paul had was to do signs, wonders, miracles, healings, reversals of the laws of the universe regularly in a common way. Uh, and you find this with all of the apostles, their ability to do miraculous things was off the chains. Mm. But that was a divine validation that these are the men called by Jesus to build the foundation of the church and the teaching of the church. So number one, they have to have a pure gospel. 
Number two, they need to be able to do signs, wonders, miracles, healing, etc. They have those gifts. Uh, and then number three, there's actually a list of requirements that the book of Acts lays out for apostles. And here's what happens at the very beginning of the book of Acts, chapter 1, verse 21. It says, so one of the men who have accompanied us, this is the, the requirement for them to pick apostles. Uh, one of the men, they have to have accompanied us during all the time that the Lord Jesus went in and out among us. So they had to have been around during the earthly ministry of Jesus beginning from the baptism of John until the day when he was taken up from us, one of these men must become with us a witness to his resurrection. And then they put forward two people, Joseph called Barsabbas, who is also called Justice and Matthias. And so they even understood that there are, are rules if you're going to be a capital A apostle representing Jesus to build the church and the right doctrine and foundation of the church. Um, some people would say, well, the apostle Paul blows all that out of the water. And, and the response goes like this. Well, actually, he was around during the baptism of John. He right. just wasn't a Christian. Right. He was witnessing yes. all of it. He yeah. actually did witness the events of the resurrection. Um, and he just wasn't a believer yet. And Jesus called him to salvation later. That's actually one of the defenses. But let's be honest. If Jesus says to everyone else, here's how I'm going to do Here's how I want you to pick an apostle. But if I want to pull out this guy, Paul, and add him to the apostolic list, well, guess what happens when you're the king and ruler of the universe? You get to do it. <laughs> you get to say, Paul, not any, you know, so uh, Paul gets added to the list and technically meets the requirements, um, even though he wasn't saved when a lot of these things happened. Mm. Um, so let's, let's break this down to some so what's. So what about, what about the preacher down the, the street around right. TV? What about today? What about the apostles of today? Right. So in the more conservative evangelical movement, um, when we talk about spiritual gifts, um, people have started talking about the spiritual gift of apostleship, not capital A, but little a. And typically what they're referring to is like a more entrepreneurial gift, right? And is that the way the Bible uses it? I don't know. It's helpful. There are some pastors who are more entrepreneurial in their ways of doing things. I don't know that I would put that as a spiritual gift for today. Um, there are people in the more Pentecostal charismatic faith healing movement who will self-identify as capital A apostles. And they will almost always say that, that Jesus appeared to them in a dream or vision and made them an apostle. Um, that's very common. Um, almost always faith healing or prosperity gospels connected to that, which makes me not trust them in any way, because, um, typically they're getting a lot of money out of people. Typically mm -hmm. I'd say 98% of the time. Mm. Um, there was a, a, a group of guys that I sort of run in a loose circle with. It's, a, it's an African-American denomination in downtown Chicago. And their apostles, they would never call themselves uh, big A apostles. Um, but they, when they have uh, certain kinds of spiritual leaders, they'll call them an apostle. And uh, their very specific job in their denominational heritage is they go to unreached people groups. They go to the hardest places. Mm. Uh, they labor in prayer and they sometimes takes them years to um, be able to start a church, but they are church planters in the hardest of territories. They come armed with the gospel and with prayer and uh, they beg God to do a miracle and revival. And it's, I actually prefer sort of like their use of the term, yeah. you know, even though I don't Seems know that it's similar. directly biblical, but there's that spirit of apostleship mm -hmm. uh, that I think is pretty consistent. So, but if we're just going to say, okay, in the Bible, capital A apostle, it's a man called by Jesus to start the church, lay the foundation of the church doctrinally, 
who has a pure gospel, has the ability to do signs, wonders, miracles, and healings, and what was my third one? Oh, but witness to the resurrection and the earthly ministry of Jesus. Um, so I am not an apostle, nor could I ever be. Neither are you. And yeah. that is okay. Um, and because the apostles are no longer here, um, there is no more new scripture to be written um, because they were laying the doctrinal foundation. They could write scripture. They could write letters. And if we found, for example, one of the missing letters of Paul to the church in Corinth, that would be scripture. Mm. There is a missing letter there. And yeah. uh, there's a letter apparently to the Laodiceans floating around. If we could find that letter, that would be scripture because it's apostolic in nature. So that would be awesome. That cool. <laughs> that would be so cool. I know. I keep waiting for like one of these caves <laughs> in Israel for someone to find, you know, one of these letters and then to validate. Like, oh, no, this was Paul's letter to Corinth, third Corinthians or something. That yeah. would be so exciting. Yeah. Well, thank you for providing mm -hmm. some clarity mm -hmm. to that term. I think that's super helpful. We're actually going to be talking about a related question next time. And that is why are prosperity teachers and the gift of healing almost always connected? 